Amazon has everything for back to school. Zebra lunchbox? Check. Cool Adidas gear like t-shirts, shoes, and backpacks? Check. Triceratops folders and pencils? Check. Lasercat t-shirts? Check. Get your back to school shopping done now at Amazon.com slash back to school and enjoy free shipping on millions of items. No need to leave your home or hassle with crowds. Amazon.com. No better place to get everything back to school from A to Z. Blog Talk Radio. Lucis Trust, a non-profit, non-political, and non-sectarian organization on the roster of the Economic and Social Council of the United Nations and concerned with the establishment of world cooperation and goodwill, presents Inner Sight. With your host, Robert Anderson, he, with Sarah and Dale McKechnie, President and Vice President of Lucis Trust, will discuss philosophical and spiritual topics essential to everyday life. Now here's your host, Robert Anderson. Hello, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to Inner Sight. Our show today is on citizenship, and I think that's such an important topic because I think more and more the intelligent human being is seeing himself as a citizen of the world. And of course, there have been so many enlightened people in our uh, in our century, and actually the 20th century, who have started this, and perhaps it even the concept was even talked about before those people. But one of those people who remarked on citizenship and on the need to consider oneself to be a world citizen was Franklin Delano Roosevelt, and I quote, We have learned that we cannot live alone at peace, that our own well-being is dependent on the well-being of other nations far away. We have learned that we must live as men and not as ostriches nor as dogs in the manger, we have learned to be citizens of the world, members of the human community. And how much more advanced that is, really, when you think about it, than saying, I am from the United States, or I am from Poland, or I am from China, to look at oneself as a citizen of the world and look at all men uh, as brothers. Imagine if everyone did that, how much respect and how much dignity and how much altruism that there would be in the world if we all thought about that. And I think even a step further, further, hey, there might not be any war anymore if we thought of all men as brothers and and we perceived ourselves as being citizens of the world. So don't look to some other person to start thinking that way. The beginning of reform starts with oneself. So you start it. Dale, Sarah, how do you feel about that concept of citizenship? One thing that struck me in uh, the quotation from Franklin Delano Roosevelt was that he said that in January of 1945, mm-hmm. when the World War was finally uh, winding down, and it was probably a time of great uh, hope that humanity would have learned something from all the suffering of uh, the World War. But now, looking back on it 55 years later, Part of me wonders if we really have learned that we have to live as as men, meaning as thinking human beings and not as ostriches, and that we have, in fact, as he said, learned to be citizens of the world and members of the human community. I'm not really convinced. I, I hope so, but sometimes 
you wonder if people do see themselves as part of a larger community or if they're in fact becoming more and more wrapped up in their own little uh, circle of friends and family and their work and their uh, their own physical comfort, their own emotional gratification, and if that's enough. I'd like to ask you this, and, and that is, what is the relationship between citizenship and the development of consciousness? And, and also, does a sense of citizenship depend on a particular stage in consciousness? I think it does, yes, because um, um, it depends on consciousness because um, it depends where one is focused in their life. If um, the, their consciousness tends to be uh, focused entirely on themselves and on what they are doing and maybe their family life, then uh, there's not much breadth, breadth, uh, depth to the consciousness, not much breadth. <laughs> and um, the uh, outward look that is necessary for a real person of citizenship uh, would seem to be lacking and what they identify with is just the very narrow life that they're living and I think so and that indicates a certain level of consciousness but uh, don't you think that um, the statement from the books of Alice Bailey that uh, responsibility is the first sign of uh, the presence of the soul would apply to what you're saying about citizenship? Sure. Um, and responsibility can um, expand to um, beyond one's uh, family life, to the community, to the nation. Mm -hmm. And uh, once that uh, uh, sense of responsibility expands, then yes, then you're at a stage where citizenship begins to uh, take hold and you begin to sense sense of feeling of responsibility not only for your family but your community and uh, for the nation and that is the key really but again a, a part of me wonders if uh, people are really aware of this sense of responsibility because we hear so much today about our rights there's a great and understandable emphasis on human rights which is wonderful but along with rights come responsibilities obligations to the larger society and I don't hear a great deal being said about what we are obligated to do what we are responsible for as citizens particularly in a democracy like this where it's all handed to us and yet uh, we just take it for granted and don't see that as citizens uh, in a democracy we have something that we owe back to society I think also <coughs> when we look at responsibility I think responsibility uh, inherent in the word is also the uh, the desire to do the right thing, to abide by the right values, and not let ourselves uh, be affected by our emotions, but to uh, look at an emotional desire that we might have and maybe look at it through also a sense of responsibility where we say to ourselves, well, I may have an emotional desire to act in a particular way, but my sense of responsibility prevents me from doing that. And I think in that situation, you've got the responsibility of the individual being put on a higher level uh, than the emotions. I think that is true progress for the individual. Responsibility also is, of course, when you take the word mm -hmm. apart, the ability to respond, the ability to sense relationship beyond one's mm -hmm. own 
self and family and uh, inner circle to feel a relationship to people with whom one might not have anything personally in common. Mm -hmm. That's uh, a factor in citizenship, being able to care and uh, be interested in the lives of people who are not directly connected to one, but we inhabit the same community or the same nation or increasingly the same planet. Mm I think that also when we look at the various religions, all of the religions, uh, uh, Christian religion, Buddhism, uh, uh, Judaism, uh, they all seem to respect the dignity of mankind. And if we really abide by that, and if we actually look at scripture for whatever religion that we're a member of, we can see that one of the highest values in all scripture is to respect an individual, no matter what part of the globe he might look at, uh, live in, excuse me. So... I think the idea of world citizenship uh, is probably the superior idea, one that we could it could enable us to all as a uh, uh, part of humanity. I think it could enable us all to get along so much better. In fact, uh, that recognition of world citizenship goes way back because Socrates, I think it was, declared, I am not an Athenian or a Greek, I am a citizen of the world. Well, he was really advanced. <laughs> yes, he was ahead of his time, but that was 2,500 years ago, and... Uh, we're still, many of us, learning to uh, try to take in what he understood intuitively. Is it is it being taught sufficiently in our schools today? I think it's such an important concept. Is it? And uh, and also, if it is, uh, uh, at what age should it be taught? I'm not sure that it is. Now, I haven't been. I'm not a teacher, so mm-hmm. I don't. Uh, I'm not <coughs> experienced to knowing exactly what is being taught in the schools today. But um, did you study it? Yes, I did study it when <laughs> I was a kid. I, well, we had what they call civics in those yes. days, and uh, so we we got a, a small taste of what uh, what it means to be a part of the community and take part in the community, and that's the start of art of citizenship. I think it, it has to start at uh, a certain age, in elementary school probably, and uh, but I, I'm not sure whether it's being taught. Uh, today, and I kind of have the feeling that it isn't. It was a mandatory requirement in my day, mm-hmm. which was a hundred years ago, but now I don't know if it's a, it's mandatory for all students to have to study civics. Well, I, I think uh, as far back as I can remember, I remember being uh, taught ci- civics and citizenship, but not on a worldwide basis. No. Uh, it, was, it was restricted to the United States, and mm-hmm. um, I think that would probably what would probably be more evolved is to um, uh, bring it to a point where world citizenship is uh, is a concept. Uh, it has to be. Because look what's going on today. We're mm-hmm. still having wars and fights, and mm-hmm. uh, and people are saying. I think one of the biggest causes of uh, of all the hostility and uh, negativity that's going on is is divisions. Whether it's um, geographical divisions, uh, saying I am a citizen of the United States, or I am a citizen of Russia, or or even, I, I don't like to say it, but even religious differences mm-hmm. cause problems, and there's been a history of uh, religious wars. Uh, the more we can break down those walls and look at world citizenship, I think it's a better way to go. Well, I just came back from um, a stay in uh, Britain and uh, Switzerland, and when you're in Europe, you're very aware that they are uh, evolving into this attitude, if not global citizenship, certainly of European citizenship with the growth of the European Union and uh, in a year or so the uh, the uh, currency will be the euro and uh, 
all the countries that are members of the European Union will be using the same currency, and that has created, as we've heard, a great deal of um, uh, conflict because uh, it'll upset the economic systems of some of the nations. But beyond that, there are the standards that they all have agreed to adopt uh, in trade and um, uh, rights. For example, in England, uh, the issue last week was that uh, England will have to begin to enforce uh, civil rights legislation according to the um, requirements of the European Union, and they were very um, wary of doing so because it uh, conflicts with, with their own values. So this is requiring a tremendous uh, sacrifice and a tremendous trust on the part of the European community to to move into this new, mm. uh, larger yeah. European Union. Well, it's commendable, really. Yeah. yeah to, um, you have to give up some of your sovereignty, especially mm -hmm. when it comes to world citizenship, mm -hmm. because that goes beyond the boundaries of one's country. And those boundaries have been sacrosanct for so yes. long. And uh, now we're moving into a world that is with globalization and with the Internet and uh, uh, television and radio and telephones that, <coughs> you know, instant communication with anybody in the world. And these boundaries are, are getting more blurred. And um, so we have to be willing, I think, to give up some of what your your feelings or this is my country and my boundaries and my my sovereign country, mm -hmm. and I think we have to be prepared to give up a little bit of that. And that's but you're not really giving it up. I mean, you have to think also of what you're gaining mm -hmm. when you when you um, advocate world citizenship because you're gaining a lot more than what you're losing. Actually, I think people fear diversity a lot, and we have to realize that the uh, universe is composed of diversity and that there is a superior being, I like to call him God, that uh, admires and sees the beauty in diversity. And I think that as we become more advanced as human beings, I think we too should be able to see the beauty in diversity rather than being frightened by it. I mean, maybe one day if we, if there are beings from outer space and, uh, and if they meet us, perhaps we'll give them the same dignity and respect uh, as we give other people who are close to us. And I think that would be... Uh, uh, an ideal as well to treat all of life with respect and dignity, not to fear diversity. I think democracy depends on diversity. Uh, to have a true functioning um, enlightened democracy, there has to be a recognition not only of the inevitability of diverse viewpoints, but the need for them so that there is a real common um, a consensus that serves the common good. That that's only attained through a, a diverse approach and the input of all the different elements of the society. And that makes you wonder if a democracy like the United States, where something like 25% of the people determine the president, uh, is really doing so well. I think uh, a few years ago they. Uh, it was the election of Reagan that something like 50% of the registered voters voted, and it was a rather close election, so something like 25 or 26% of the registered voters actually chose the president. They had the majority, mm. and all the rest mm, of the people sat it out. Mm. So it must have been okay with them that uh, they didn't uh, participate, and yet Rousseau said that as soon as any man says of the affairs of the state, what does it matter to me? the state may be given up as lost. 
That was Rousseau. If so, makes you wonder. Yeah, it sure does. Uh, For those people who just tuned in, you're listening to Inner Sight. Inner Sight is is sponsored by Lucis Trust and uh, Dale and Sarah McKechnie. Uh, Vice President and President of Lucis Trust are here with uh, today, with us today. And if you'd like to order our books, cassette tapes of the radio shows, uh, or uh, or cassette tapes actually of some of our books as well, or if you want more information uh, on our organization, you can contact us at Lucis Trust. Our address is Lucis Trust, L-U-C-I-S Trust, 120 Wall Street, New York. New York, one triple zero five, and the website is www.lucistrust.org, and you can email us at New York at lucistrust.org. It's New York at lucistrust.org, and we also have a phone number that you can call as well. You can phone us at one eight six six. NY Lucis. Think of uh, just think of it as one eight six six New York Lucis. NY Lucis L U C I S. If you'd like to purchase our books, or if you'd like to uh, uh, purchase our cassette cassette tapes uh, at a nominal fee. And by the way, this cassette or this radio show, uh, you can ask for show number fifteen. And the title of uh, this show is Citizenship. So you can also ask for that tape and uh, tape number fifteen on citizenship. Uh, but uh, I think all of the uh, books on Lucis uh, that are written by Alice Bailey, who's the founder of the organization, are wonderful books. They'll challenge you. They're thought-provoking. And I can't say that it's going to be fast reading for you, but uh, a lot of your perceptions of life may change as a result of reading them. And, and many of the, uh, many of the um, philosophy, much of the philosophy that you'll read in the Lucis Trust books, you'll even say, well, gee, I always felt that that was true, but now I know it is. So there's much to think about as you read the Lucis Trust books, and you can also uh, buy them at Barnes and Noble or Amazon dot com or um, or Borders Bookstore. But um, uh, back to our show on citizenship, I just wanted to ask uh, pose this question to you, Dale and Sarah. Uh, how how has the concept of citizenship developed over the centuries, and and uh, what does the growth indicate? And also, well, this is a lot of these are a lot of questions I'm giving you. I hope you can remember them all. And what is the significance of world citizenship? Well, it's interesting to look back um, <clears throat> and see this whole thing as as a matter of growth in human consciousness over the centuries. Because I mean, it's interesting to me because I tend to like to see these historical. Uh, facts take place in, you know in context of history but if you think back in the in the dark ages when uh, there wasn't any sense of citizenship um, mm-hmm. in those days you were a subject of a king perhaps or a small kingdom and um, <clears throat> you were uh, uh, perhaps a, a peasant or perhaps of an a noble of the nobility but um, I don't think they had the sense of citizenship until, and this came quite a bit later, wouldn't you think, in, say, well, certainly at the founding of our country in the United States in the mid-1770s. Um, that yeah, uh, with the, the uh, Enlightenment. Yeah, with the Enlightenment. And um, <clears throat> it's it's then that, well, it says in the word Enlightenment that mm-hmm. uh, light begins to... Uh, 
dawn in people's minds and they begin to expand their consciousness and they grow into a a sense of uh, something beyond themselves and they're a part of something larger. But for a lot of people, that, that sense of citizenship goes as far as the borders of the nation. We're taught to be good Americans, good uh, British subjects, good uh, Italians or whatever. But what we probably need to focus on in this um, world that's developing is to teach our children to be good citizens of the world. And that's something that doesn't seem to be uh, dealt with yet, or do you disagree? No, I don't disagree. I I think it's it's a matter of growth in consciousness that Mm -hmm. uh, we have to uh, work our way up to it, in a sense. Mm-hmm. Uh, it just doesn't uh, just doesn't happen overnight. Um, it's been <clears throat> one of the major themes of the life and service of a person like Robert Mueller, who was one of the um, founding um, uh, participants in the United Nations, and uh, his final um, position was uh, Under Secretary uh, General for or something. And he he developed this, uh, what he called a global core curriculum, which is to teach children to develop a sense of themselves as being, first of all, uh, members of the one humanity and citizens of the planet Earth, and uh, then to have a sense of themselves as members of a family and of their own humanity, the dignity of the human being. But uh, nowhere in that curriculum did he believe uh, was there a place for emphasizing the the national uh, qualities of the person because he himself had seen so much evil come from nationalism. He was born in Alsace-Lorraine, and uh, within his own family he saw his his family torn apart by the um, need to identify either with the German or the French side of uh, mm-hmm. Alsace-Lorraine. So he had a great suspicion of nationalism and working within the United Nations he saw that it's possible to transcend uh, uh, the ideals of nationalism for something much higher planetary values yeah. <coughs> well I think it is the uh, I think as Dale said it is the uh, the next step in social evolution if you look upon the uh, upon social evolution going from primitive times we had the tribe and then the mm-hmm. clan and mm-hmm so on up the line, and it seems like if we're going to uh, continue that evolution, the next step would be citizen of the world and perhaps someday citizen of the universe. Mm-hmm. But yeah. we have to be ready for it mentally, and uh, we have to de- uh, we have to de- develop the right values within us in order to be able to um, experience the, uh, the joys and the benefits of that type of consciousness, I think. I think even the idea of a nation is uh, a step forward. I'm no historian, but I think that Italy and Germany are examples of fairly recent nations that until uh, a few hundred years ago didn't uh, have a a national identity. They were smaller provinces or whatever. I'm on thin ice here because, like I say, I'm not a historian. We have so much talk today about globalization, and of course uh, most of globalization has to do with economics today, and and we lose sight of the idea of a more advanced uh, globalization, one having to do with uh, humanity and good feelings towards our uh, brothers throughout the world. But is is uh, citizenship being helped by uh, by the theme of globalization, uh, globalization that's being talked about so much today? Well, I, I think it would be because, uh, especially in terms of uh, world citizenship, because uh, uh, well, it's like we said, it's the <clears throat> with the internet and with uh, the economics uh, and the, the financial uh, 
relationships that uh, exist between all the nations of the world um, there is this massive communication going on constantly <coughs> and um, uh, one can't help come away from that without feeling a sense of uh, companionship with somebody else in another country and an example um, was last week being in um, in Europe and seeing the Yugoslav uh, revolution played out uh, on CNN live mm-hmm. it was quite ex- uh, astonishing to mm. see it happening uh, to see it televised as it was happening yeah that must have been fascinating yeah. I wouldn't have thought of that like that but I yeah. bet that was fascinating but you're you're you you gain a sense that you're part of something bigger mm-hmm. than what you uh, uh, had thought you were before. Let's say. Is that what is that what's missing in um, our democracy in the United States that makes people not partake of the um, the uh, democratic process, not pay attention to the elections, not vote, not perceive any difference in the candidates? that they don't feel a part of something larger? Well, perhaps. I can't speak for all of the people, but um, uh, it goes back to that sense of responsibility. Um, We have a responsibility as citizens of this country to take part in the political process. And it's a spiritual responsibility. Absolutely, it's a spiritual uh, process. And... um, if, if we don't, then we're abrogating our, our responsibilities. We're giving it over to somebody else. Mm-hmm. And uh, if we don't like the results, then we don't have a leg to stand on. Mm-hmm. <coughs> you have no cause to complain because uh, you didn't play your part. Mm-hmm. And uh, if you're going to be call yourself a citizen of this country, and then you've got to be ready to participate. And I mean, we have... Immigrants coming into the country by the thousands every day, and uh, they're all just dying to be a part of this country. And it's 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 wonderful to see, and they have almost a, a better sense of citizenship than the people that were born here and lived here all their lives. And somehow, part of the solution is to let go of uh, the past too. And I remember hearing a friend of mine who comes from Bosnia, and uh, he was talking about how people in that country that uh, they'll talk about wars and uh, and hurts that were done to them in Serbia 500 about uh, 500 to 1,000 years ago and uh, they'll actually get up and get angry and pound on the table about uh, the enemy walking into their village and destroying something a 1,000 years ago. Mm-hmm. Somehow, I don't know how that get can happen, it. we have to get over it and let go of the past. But I have another question for you too. If good citizenship depends on a developed consciousness, what are some of the signs that demonstrate or illustrate this growth? I think the uh, one sign would be the ability to care about something outside one's own immediate needs or experience, to be able to identify with what people are going through that doesn't directly uh, impact on oneself. Mm -hmm. For example, the Yugoslavian Revolution, to care, to care about what's happening in the Middle East, even though it doesn't directly impinge on one's own well-being. That's one, one sign. Yeah, and I think the the, the um, getting over the the sense that um, this is my country and I want to keep it uh, for myself and this kind of isolationism that we mm-hmm. still fall back onto as we did before World War Two. I mean that was a, a, a terrible thing to. Uh, it really uh, kept us from growing, 
but um, if if we don't have this <coughs> sense of responsibility, I keep going back to that, uh, and and that's a growth. That's a matter of consciousness and uh, a certain development in consciousness. One thought that occurred to me just now as you said that is that perhaps the responsibility of citizenship is that it requires each person to create in his own mind an understanding of what the issues are and to reach a conclusion. And the writings of Alice Bailey say that the focused, determined, and enlightened public opinion is the most potent force in the world. Well, all of us are contributors to public opinion, or should be, and that takes some paying attention and some study and some thinking. Well, I would like to say also, in closing, we invite you to ponder on this thought. Goodwill is the touchstone that will transform the world. Goodwill is love in action. It's the energy that draws us, in together, draws us together in right relationship. And there's a world prayer called the Great Invocation. It's a call for light and love and goodwill to flow into the world and into our hearts. Let's listen for a moment to these powerful words. From the point of light within the mind of God, let light stream forth into human minds. Let light descend on earth. From the point of love within the heart of God, let love stream forth into human hearts. May the coming one return to earth. From the center where the will of God is known, let purpose guide all little human wills, the purpose which the masters know and serve. From the center which we call the human race, let the plan of love and light work out, and may it seal the door where evil dwells. Let light and love and power restore the plan on earth. hot air, let O'Reilly Auto Parts help bring back the cool this summer. While you may need to eventually service your AC unit, get immediate relief with Interdynamics Arctic Freeze R134A refrigerant with leak sealer for $32.99. O'Reilly Auto Parts. Better parts, better prices every day. Limit supply. See store for details. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. Amazon has everything for back to school. Zebra lunchbox? Check. Cool Adidas gear like t-shirts, shoes, and backpacks? Check. Triceratops folders and pencils? Check. Laser cat t-shirts? Check. Get your back to school shopping done now at Amazon.com slash back to school and enjoy free shipping on millions of items. No need to leave your home or hassle with crowds. Amazon.com. No better place to get everything back to school from A to Z.